Surveying the internet. Ads slide into Bing Chat. Creators are the currency of growth. What do potholes and ramen have in common? Noodle on that. Pay to play? Twitter's newest way to save the ship. It's Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Let's nerd out. The Ad Nerds Podcast delivers ad industry news every weekday. We are the go-to source for people who spend money on advertising. We cover big brands, small businesses, and the latest marketing trends. It's me, Spanky Moskowitz, the show's host and a nearly 40-year veteran of the ad industry, which makes me sound really old. Having worked with big brands like Budweiser, M&M's, Frito-Lay, MLB, the NFL, and NBA, I have personally created over 100,000 ads globally and generated hundreds of billions of dollars for clients. I deliver the show in plain English, not marketing mumbo-jumbo or ad lingo. So if you're in or interested in the world of advertising and want to stay up to date with the latest news, the Ad Nerds Podcast is the perfect place to start. You know the hockey phrase, slip one past the goalie? Well, Microsoft did just that. They slipped one past the goalie. And I don't think anyone saw it coming this fast. I know I certainly didn't. Microsoft began experimenting with putting ads in Bing Chat, the AI-powered search agent. Now, these are sponsored responses, okay? And they're clearly labeled as ads. But it raises the question about the progress made in search engine advertising. In a recent blog post, Microsoft confirmed its intention to monetize the platform by placing ads in the chat experience and partnering with publishers. But, and this is a very big but, it's not clear to the user, that would be you, what's being advertised. And sponsored answers have the potential of eroding customer trust because, like, you don't know if that's a legit thing or if that's something that a sponsor slipped in because of the way it presents. So users need to understand what they're engaging with and they need to be able to make informed decisions. The more concerning issue here is that the ads can't be blocked by current tools. Now, we know that adaption and early adoption leads to new things coming out all the time. So it's very possible that like new ad blockers could replace uh, chatbot responses that are flagged as ads and request a different response. But the paradigm of ads as predictable items and labeled locations is, is gone. It's over. It's ending. Um, this is a new way of doing it and potentially more subtle and subversive form of advertising. And it's going to be much harder to ignore this because it's literally going to, it's like sliding into the inbox, right? In my opinion, the industry as a whole needs to be a little more thoughtful on how advertising can be better integrated into these models as they continue to change. Because, you know, for small businesses, yes, this presents a huge opportunity to partner with publishers or Bing chat to promote products or services. However, you need to be really transparent and honest in your deals with these platforms to maintain that user trust. You know, by using this new form of advertising, small businesses can absolutely engage with a wider audience and grow their sales. You just got to be clear and, and don't hide that this is an ad. Ad Nerds Podcast.
Adweek's chief content officer, Anne Marinovich, has some interesting insights on the future of marketing. She believes businesses that find innovative ways to work with creators will be the most successful over the next decade. Now, creators we know are changing the advertising world in a big way, but lots of marketers and agencies are still trying to figure out how to work with them. Adweek's theme, by the way, for this year's social media week um, is Creativerse. That happens, I believe, in May in New York City. And they want to focus on how to collaborate with creators to take engagement to the next level. And put together her thoughts on the current state of creative marketing. And you can find it all in the show notes of this episode. Ramen isn't just a cheap dorm room snack anymore. And in less than a minute, I'll tell you how one company found a unique hole in the market and what you can learn from it. The most nerdy. It's time for an ad nerds podcast. What can a kid teach you about spending $5 million? Watch a kid pack a great snowball. They squeeze out all the fluff. They pack it firm, tight, and hard. Whether you spend $50 to advertise or $5 million, take this lesson to heart. The sales message you deliver has to be packed firm, tight, and hard. All the fluff squeezed out of it. It can be the difference between a solid campaign that hits hard, sells, and one that can fall apart. Get Words That Sell Anything, the flagship copywriting course from Ad Zombies, and watch your words pack a punch. Go to learn.adzombies.com. Use promo code NERDS to save 20% on words that sell anything today. Ad Nerds Podcast. Ad Nerds Podcast. I love this next story. Pot Noodle, the beloved instant noodle brand known as King of Snacks, has found an unconventional way to fix the problem of potholes in the UK by filling them with their tasty noodles. Yes. Can you imagine potholes around the United Kingdom just brimming with noodles? In a collaborative um, effort with creative agency Adam and Eve DDB, Pot Noodle aims to prove that nothing fills a hole like Pot Noodle, both figuratively and literally. It's, it's so good. The, uh, the campaign shows how versatile this versatile snack can fill all types of voids in daily life, like from a washing machine to a birdhouse. The ad features roads with potholes, golf putting greens, you name it. If it has a hole, it fills it. And I've, of course, got a link to the ad in the show notes. But the company's most significant target is potholes on UK roads, which have, I guess, long been a source of frustration for drivers. I guess that's universal everywhere in the world. Pot Noodle is specifically targeting sites in Surrey, Essex, and Northamptonshire, notoriously um, bad for unfixed gaps in the road. To highlight the issue, a van will drive along some of the worst maintained roads in the region, flashing ads of Pot Noodle in towns like Harlow and Essex, Brackley and Northamp- Northamptonshire, which is, by the way, home of uh, Rod Stewart and campaigner Mr. Pothole, respectively. The brand's campaign features images of the time-saving noodles filling holes on social media, while fans are encouraged to submit their own contributions digitally using a sticker pack on Instagram. So you've got to watch the entire ad uh, done by Emmy-nominated filmmaker Frederick Paxton. It's brilliant, and it shows all the ways that the dish can be used to patch up potholes and holes in unexpected places. 
So it's a really great campaign. By the way, in a world where advertising can be sometimes dull and repetitive, Pot Noodles campaign is a real breath of fresh air to me. It's it's fun, it's different, and it captures people's attention. Remember, the number one thing you can do as a small business owner is to entertain people with your ads. That's how I do it in my company. Ad Zombies is known for super creative, out-of-the-box advertising. And this is how your business can become a household name in your area, too. Ad Nerd Podcast. If you're not using LinkedIn as part of your biz dev strategy, you are missing out. LinkedIn has just made sharing posts even easier. You can now forward a post to multiple people at once and even create a new group chat. Plus, you can add your own message to make it more personal. This could be a great way to get some in-depth conversations going and increase your engagement. You know, we all know that DMs are becoming more and more popular, so it's not a surprise that LinkedIn is working to improve these DM options. Other platforms have already done this. It's not that difficult to do. They just have to re-engineer some stuff. They recently added tags and focused inbox to make it easier to manage your message because apparently, um, you know, getting an inbox message from somebody that's spammy isn't really a, a preferred thing so they can divide what's important in your inbox versus like stuff that might be just spammy marketing messages. So that focused inbox is super valuable. Uh, by the way, conversations on the platform are up nearly 20% compared to last year. So LinkedIn is definitely trying to facilitate more and more of these chats. And the reality is, and we know this, people are becoming more wary of public posts, right? Private group sharing is on the rise because you're, you're having conversations with people that are in your industry, in your space, that are not like weirdos and whack jobs out there. The new multi-forwarding uh, multi option is being rolled out to all users this week. So keep an eye out for it. And since we're talking about LinkedIn, I think we should just double stack the story and just add some more value. Because I use a thing on LinkedIn that many of you don't know about. And if you don't know about it, you should. And it's called Creator Mode. Sorry, must take a sip of the coffee. Creator Mode is a feature on the platform that lets you create and publish posts directly on the platform, which you know you can do, right? But creator mode should be enabled because it can do so much more than just your regular feed. If you want to grow your audience and get more eyes on your content and on your brand on LinkedIn, creator mode is like your new best friend. The feature gives you access to way more publishing tools. It increases your visibility in search results, which is really important for a brand, and which means you can attract more of the right people to your profile, to your business. Once you turn on creator mode, you can add up to five topics that you want LinkedIn associated with you or with your brand. So for example, if you're a web developer or you run PR for a web development firm on LinkedIn, you can add certain web development topics to your profile that attract more audiences interested in that. So for myself, as a master copywriter and advertising savant, and yes, I am, I call myself a savant, I use the publishing tools that come with Creator Mode to promote the creative work I do on LinkedIn. And the benefits don't stop there. With Creator Mode, you also get access to LinkedIn's live stream feature 
which allows you to engage and grow your audience in other ways, doing lives. Um, the LinkedIn newsletter feature and the ability to record and add LinkedIn cover story videos to your profile, which I have. If you go looked at my, look at my profile, Spanky Moscow, it's on LinkedIn. So how do you turn on creator mode? It's really simple. If you're sitting in front of a computer right now, I can tell you how to do it. Just navigate to the LinkedIn website, click on the me icon, which is in the upper right-hand corner of LinkedIn on the homepage. Locate uh, and click on the view profile button from the drop-down menu that comes up, and then click on creator mode under resources. From there, you can add up to five topics that you wanna be associated with on your LinkedIn profile, and you're good to go. In less than a minute, Twitter might leave you feeling blue if you don't pay the ransom. The most dirty, it's time for an podcast. Hey, small business owners and marketers, are you tired of lifeless robotic AI ruining your copy? It's time for a reanimation. Ad Zombies can help with how to train AI and engineering prompts, both available now at learn.adzombies.com. Transform your AI from meh to mind-blowing. Teach AI to speak in your brand's unique voice. Speed up creation to drive clicks, customers, and cash. Don't wait. Just like a dog, you can either train AI or curse it when it drops poop on you. The choice is yours. Head to learn.adzombies.com right now. Use promo code NERDS, and we'll show you how to take AI to the next level. Elon Musk must be getting desperate because it is now pay-to-play on Twitter these days. Starting April 15th, that's 10 days from today, Elon Musk says that only tweets from people who pay for the blue Twitter checkmark will be recommended in the main feed. So what does that mean for you? If you want your tweets to show up for everyone, you now have to pay up. Musk is also making voting in Twitter polls a Twitter blue exclusive option, which means that people who don't pay for the service won't have access to the feature. Twitter's also getting rid of blue check marks for users who haven't paid for Twitter blue. So your feed is going to look hella different come April 15th. And if you've got the blue check mark already, it's going away. The only blue ticks will be from people who pay for the service and their tweets. This is the worst thing will be the only ones that show up in the For You feed recommendations. But don't worry. You can still see tweets from people you follow in the following tab on Twitter. And you can see tweets from non-Twitter Blue accounts in other areas like Explore. Twitter Blue, by the way, their, their little verified checkmark you pay for, currently has 450,000 subscribers, give or take, which is zero. 0.18% of the entire Twitter user base. So they're hoping that more people are going to sign up for Twitter Blue once they realize their tweets aren't going to be seen by anybody. Um, and, you know, if you don't pay for the service, oh, well, no one's going to see your crap. Brands, by the way, they want their tweets to be seen. So this could be a good thing for them. The downside is this could turn Twitter into a very one-sided discussion with only paying users showing up in the main feed. Again, the good news is it could also get rid of some of the bots and the spam in the app because scammers aren't going to pay for Twitter blue accounts, which makes it easier to identify and eliminate those spam accounts, right? So will it work? I don't know. Only time's going to tell. But so far, Musk, in my opinion, has turned a dumpster fire into a five alarm blaze. 
And I hope he has a fire extinguisher handy. That's the Ad Nerds Podcast for Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Spanky out! Thanks for listening and happy Passover.